I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is with a woman. Her name is Sarah Renee. She lives right here, like probably 10 minutes from me. And I found her on Instagram and I started following her and I thought, oh my gosh, I resonate with her message. I resonate with what she does. And I know you will too, especially if you've been listening to my podcast these last few months. I I feel like I'm I go in this these tangents and she's just has opened my eyes a lot. And I feel like when I meet people like her and I feel like she's going to show you, and I know you'll be sharing her this episode with your friends because she does the way she talks and teaches and is so authentic and real and a beautiful soul. You'll see it through this interview, but I really connected with her and she called, it was like a calling. (laughs) I can't explain it, but she was like, she has to be on this podcast. So I'm so grateful that she said yes. But uh, I want to take this time to thank you for always listening and being my, always connecting with me. And this podcast means so much to me. It fulfills my soul to meet these people and learn and share it with you and then uh, connect with you after you've listened and learned something and maybe signed up with a session with these people. But I know that Sarah, her magic is really beautiful and you're going to love her. So let me explain to you. Let me read her bio for you. Sarah Renee is a world-renowned spiritual medium, which means she has been given the gift from God to connect with the other side. Sarah brings through messages from people's loved ones in the afterlife, as well as from angels and guides. Sarah has been doing readings professionally for seven years and has helped thousands of people all around the world experience a profound and deeply healing connection with spirit. As the founder and CEO of Sarah Renee Inc., Sarah not only offers private and group sessions, but she also provides one-of-a-kind spiritual advisement and mentorship. She teaches online classes, offers guided meditations, and continues to expand her operations and expertise. She is an ordained minister and the best-selling author of the Blessings book, as well as a co-author of the best-selling book, The Better Business Book, Volume 3. She has been featured in multiple publications and podcasts, speaking and teaching about spirituality, the afterlife, and how to co-create a life you love with the love and support of spirit. So I'm sure that caught your attention like it did mine. And anyway, 
enjoy this episode. I know you will. And remember to check out my website for the latest speakers and to sign up for my groups, the Raising Confidence for Your Kids. Let's change this dynamic of this world that our teenagers are heading into and give them the tools to cope and, you know, really get out there and make a difference in this world and be the example. You know, I always tell my girls, you know, when you don't be the example without even having to say anything, you know, it's your energy. We're all energy. We're all sending out a vibration, you know, be that high vibration, you know, get your kids to be on that page of like, be the one that raises the energy in the, in the classroom or in a group of friends and, you know, be that person. It's so fun to teach these kids in my raising confidence class when they're dealing with friends and all these little, you know, when we look at it, you know, thinking it's, I understand it looks petty to an adult when you hear the stories, but as a parent, you know, that they're going through so much as they grow in this, in this world as a teenager. So when they do have friend issues, remind them we're all on this journey. Everyone is at different journeys and love and send love and be the vibration, send them a compliment. I always say, if they just be the love, be the, the difference maker for this generation. Um, it's so important. And even with the magic path and the parents that are taking that, this course, that just having that alignment in your home and the awareness of how important that is. I'm so grateful that I listened to my inner self, took the action to do these classes. And now when I understand, like watching these families come together and just have this Gosh, I always say awareness, but the alignment and the uh, the knowing how important your vibration is and the love that, you know, we all are, and that is all, and we're all one. And when kids get that, I say that that's like the secret sauce to life as a parent, if you can get your kids to believe that and understand that. Because when they leave this house and Paige is going to be leaving in a year and a half, I'll know that she's got her little bag of tools that I know she will know how to navigate through life and nothing could bring me more joy than that. So get a hold of me, ashleygonner at gmail.com or just check my website out, all the information's on there. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I know you're going to love this episode with Sarah Renee. Welcome, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I am so excited. You have no idea. And plus to know you're like 10 minutes away from where I live right now. I know you're venturing and exploring life and not planted anywhere yet, but just knowing that you are close and you hike where I hike and in Torrey Pines. And it's so fun to know that you're close, but um, I found you through Instagram (laughs) and it was not, I always look at things as there's no coincidences, right? Like you called me. That's how I felt. And I don't really feel that a lot. I mean, I know all the people listening now, they're like, oh yeah, I, I get it. Like some people I'm called to, or, but there was something about you that really called me. Isn't that interesting? That's- so I start going through and I thought, oh my gosh. And then I listened to some podcasts and some YouTube videos and go to your website, learn about you. Learn that you had your class, the divine 
the immersion. Oh, yes. The divine healing. So that called me. Right. And I'm like, huh, this woman is calling me. But I want people to understand, too, where you found your gifts, your journey a little bit. But will you answer to that? Like, what what does that mean? What do you feel like? What was I called to? What connected me? Are we like in a soul group together? Do I recognize your energy? Like, what is that? I love that so much. And that's, it's so interesting. Cause like I, I talk to my clients about that all the time when people are like, especially if somebody reaches out and they're like, I think I want a session or I want to work with you, but I'm not sure. Like I never do the whole sales thing. I'm right. like, you know, because of this, <laughs> I feel like it can be many things. I feel like usually majority of the time it's somebody's guides or loved ones. Like they either, they have something to say through me or they have like, if it's somebody getting called to get a reading, like where it's like, they've kind of picked me out where like, Oh, I want to come through her or like with any medium, right? Like they could pick somebody else out too. <laughs> That's why I don't like force. Cause I'm like, they know who they want, who will do the best job bringing through their personality and their essence. And, you know, or for like, you know, like, I feel like maybe you're guided to my page, like for some message or like, I feel like with that program, like it must have something there for you Mm -hmm. or even be like wanting to open you up to some new idea or a gift that you have. So it's like many different, it can be unique, you know, and then, and then too, I feel like kind of what you said, like, I feel like we all recognize each other when we're here and we've had some past lives or we have like similar people in common, you know, or like, like a lot of people found me through Wayne Dyer and the Dyer family. And like, I feel like there's that, like, alignment there. And so, yeah, I feel like we're all spirits always like nudging us towards each other. Like those of us who will get it and who have gifts to share with one another and activate in one another. Right. Yeah. The, the dire story is amazing. And we'll get into that. And that is a draw too, for sure. And that Serena was the forward on your book. Like that's amazing. So amazing. And how they had a reading with you and anyway, magic, but let's go because people would probably would like, who is this lady that Ashley loves so much? (laughs) Only like for eight (laughs) minutes, but let's go back to when you were little and how you were raised. And I have so many things that I want to ask you, but I want people to get to know like really who you are and how you got to be this amazing medium and soul on this earth at this time. Thank you. Oh my gosh. There's so much. I'll try to (laughs) not go out on tangents. You know, so when I was little, so I've been doing like some inner child healing work too, as I've been teaching it, I've been kind of doing it myself. And um, it's like remembering, like I was that little girl that would like run in the backyard and like get leaves and herbs and make like magic potions and talk to all the animals and the dog. We had like four dogs and puppies and a cat. And it was like, those were my, like, they were my, you know, tribe, my group. And um, to me, that was just normal. Right. And then at one point in my childhood, we lived in this house and I couldn't sleep 
alone in my room. So for me, I would experience when the lights would go out, like, like there was something that would come through the wall and like the corner kind of behind my bed off to the side that was this big, dark, like almost looked like a stick figure, but this dark, masculine, like really terrifying presence to me. And, and I firmly believed like that thing is going to kill me. Like that was like in my little mm-hmm. kid brain, like it's going to kill me. And so I would go running out every night and go sleep with my parents. And they were just like, oh my gosh, like what is wrong? Like, what are we doing? And, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of this battle for a couple of years. I think they were just, you know, like, like lots of kids' parents, like think like, oh, it's just their imagination. It's just like the monster in the closet kind of a thing. But when we were finally able to move, I slept in my new room just fine. Like I didn't oh, see anything okay. scary. I just saw, you know, normal angels and all of that. And then um, when my grandmother passed away, she had been on hospice with cancer and we were very close. Um, and so this was like my first like positive experience, I guess, with is with my gifts because I was terrified, <laughs> you know, right. most of the time. And so my mom got the call in the middle of the night that she had passed. And I, I was five and I just like insisted that we go see her. I was like, she's not going to leave until I go say goodbye. And so like my poor mom is grieving her mom and then has her child like forcing her to take her to the hospital in the middle of the night to see her mom's body. Like I just looking back, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I feel so much compassion for her. And then she's thinking I'm going to traumatize my kid. Right. But I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't accept no. So, Hmm. so she takes me. And so I remember like in my conscious memory, I walked in and sat on the bed and my grandmother was sitting next to me and we had a conversation and she explained that she wasn't going to be around in the same way, but that she was always going to be watching me and that I could talk to her and that she was okay. And then she got up and she like physically left. But in like actuality, I was sitting on the hospital bed next to her physical deceased body talking, you know, to someone. And then, and then my mom says, I just got up and I walked out and I said, grandma's gone now and she's okay. And we can go home. And I was just like, totally like peace, like everything's fine. So that was like my first real, when I look back, I'm like, that was when I, I know, or where I can see where my gifts like kind of kicked in. Wow. Was your mom like a believer in that or was it hard for her to understand? She's always been a pretty good believer. She was a little more Catholic, not strict, more like spiritual Catholic. So I grew up talking about saints and angels and mother Mary and Jesus and all of that. And then also fairies were were Irish. So she always had like fairy houses, you know, in, in the yards and that kind of a thing. And, um, she was very spiritual and went to spiritual advisors and all of that as well. So I feel like at that time, I think she was so young and I was so young and like I said, she was grieving her mom. I don't know that she got it at that mm-hmm. point, but you know, she definitely never like crushed or, or like 
tried to dim that part of right. me. Okay. So when you, you were what, eight, what'd you say you were? Uh, five. Five. Mm-hmm. So you're five and now you're living life up until what you're 18 when you meet the medium. Yeah. Okay. So how do you live your life from five until 18? Are you living your life and seeing spirits and trying to what live a normal uh, childhood? Yeah. I was honestly, I think I was, I was just in a lot of pain for most of that time of trying to navigate normal childhood and teen years of wanting to be normal. (laughs) Right. Which nobody I think really feels normal going through that growth period. And then on top of that feeling and seeing things that were, didn't make sense to anyone else. So my sight was very inconsistent as far as like seeing like, so I wasn't able to see everybody's loved ones from the other side or angels or like do anything as accurately as I would be able to, you know, now as far as like a reading or something, but I was very interested in, so like I had my first tarot card deck at like age 12. So I kind of was like interested. I was burning, going to this herb store and learning from the women there and um, them about like burning sage and doing clearings and oils. And so there was like a part of me that was into all of that and it felt like home. And then I would go to school and be so, and I loved school. I loved people, but I felt so overwhelmed by everybody else's stuff. So, (laughs) and I couldn't tell what was mine and what was theirs. I had zero awareness around energy. So I would like feel like I had this boyfriend and there was one night where he actually got jumped. It was being beat up. And I woke up in the middle of the night feeling somebody kicking me in the stomach. Like feel like I had to crawl to the bathroom. My parents had no idea what was wrong with me. I had no idea what was wrong with me. And then it just stopped. And then I was fine. I went to sleep. And then I found out it was the exact same time that he was going through that. And so, but it was like that, like all the time. (laughs) So like to that degree of intensity. Did you connect that then? Or did it take you, did you figure that out? I did connect it then. I was able, because then I found out the next day and I was like, oh my gosh, like I know. And I would get flashes with anybody close to me in my close friend group. I would get these flashes of things that they experienced that maybe I didn't know about or when they were little kids that all were able to get confirmed over the years. Or like, I always knew if somebody was lying, Hmm. all of that. So, but because it was so overwhelming to me, I did my absolute best to kind of disconnect that and just wanting to feel like something human, like, you know, or, or normal and, and kind of, I wanted to feel emotions that made sense to me. And so I drank a lot. I did a lot of drugs, smoked a lot of pot. And so I was really into my active addiction big time in high school. And yeah, all to it. numb yourself of that. You wanted mm-hmm. to get like, yeah, I wanted get me to away like from turn this. it off, huh. like not be so weird. <laughs> right. And just like, like for me, it was like, can I just be able to relax? But it was like this level of anxiety that like, wasn't even like, I didn't even understand it. Cause I'm like, why am I anxious? Like, these are my friends. Like, I don't, it didn't make sense to me or any therapist or anything. And when I found out energetically, like, oh, well, I was just 
picking up on all their stuff and right. probably wandering spirits. So like, of course I felt anxious and uncomfortable and on edge all the time. <laughs> right. You make an appointment with the medium. What, how does that yes. transpire? So I was 18 and started working at Starbucks actually. And one of my coworkers, I had just quit drinking and quit doing drugs. Like just cold turkey? Yep. I cold turkeyed it because my (laughs) drug addiction got to the point where I dropped out of school, ran away from home, but then I was somehow able to like go back home and my mom just helped me detox. She would slip Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay quotes under the door every day. Oh. Like she got me through my two week detox and then I was able to finish school and actually walk with my, my normal class. So oh, cool. you never know that I dropped out, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I was just trying to get my life together essentially. <laughs> and right. then trying to figure out like, okay, so now that this is not my whole life, like, what do I do? So I went, some, one of my coworkers was like, I went to see this medium. She's amazing. You know, go see her. And she did astrology and mediumship. And so I went to her just like a normal client. Like I just wanted her to like, tell me what I was supposed to do with my life. And right. <laughs> having <laughs> no idea because I still had this story in my head of like, I'm just screwed up. I'm just weird. There's something wrong with me. And she looked at my chart and she started to do my session. And she's like, do you realize you're a medium? And huh. I was like, no, <laughs> you know, and she's like, do you ever feel other people's stuff or like have flashes or get insights that there's no way you could have known? And I'm like, sometimes <laughs> like, you know, like she started asking me these questions and it was like my whole life wow. made sense huh. in that one session. And so that session with her and she's still in my life, you know, today as a mentor and a role model for me and it changed my life just realizing what all of that stuff had been about and what even the addiction had really been about. And like, it just like really helped me stop feeling like something was wrong with me. Right. So from that point, you're just like, okay, I see I have a gift. Mm -hmm. So that was at this time when that TV show was on um, the medium with Patricia Arquette. Arquette. Oh yeah murders. Yes. And so I was like, (laughs) that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Right. I look back. It's so funny to me, but, but like zero protection. Like I was just like, I'm going to go solve murders. I'm going to be, you know, super badass medium, like whatever. So I kind of dove in and ended up getting terrified because when you dive into wanting to like connect with spirits who've been murdered and try to solve a murder with no protection or like any knowledge of what you're doing, it can be quite terrifying and and dark. I'm sure. So then I went total, I dove in, that was like a few months. And then I was just like, it was really, really scary to me what I saw. And then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I just completely like wall up again. And I was like, now I at least know how to kind of handle it. But I was like, instead of, so I had some better boundaries than like in high school, but I still, I was like, I don't want to know. And it was just like wall up for a few years. And 
then we moved, my family and I moved to San Diego. So that had all been in Arizona. We moved to San Diego. I started doing yoga teacher training and kind of really started my personal spiritual practice. And through that, I was able to kind of come into acceptance. And even then I kind of like, I really had to baby step it. I was like, okay, universe, if I'm really meant to do this, like I'll teach yoga and I'll do like energy healing, but I'm not like bringing through people from the other side. And through that, I had started drinking again. That kind of got a little bit out of control again. So I, I actually went through AA and getting sober. It was like all of my medium gifts just came back like times 50 And I was doing this like energy healing session and people's loved ones would just come through. And I had more protection. I was working with like Archangel Michael at that point. I had more spiritual boundaries. And so I started to realize like, okay, this isn't actually scary. And I don't have to do the dark stuff. Like I don't have to go run and solve murders. And, And then I just saw like how amazing it was for clients and I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I think, and, and, and I really, I mean, it took me a long time of like daily prayer of like, okay, give me a sign. If I'm meant to do this, like, give me a sign. It was like, so I'd work through all the doubt and stuff, but. So you're getting signs. Yeah. That's yeah. So I'm all about signs. And yesterday I'm listening to your, some podcast and you're like, if you want to get close to your loved ones that have passed over, just keep talking and asking them for signs. And so I was in the car driving home. Cause I, drive a lot, driving the girls to Mission Beach every day for their crew team. And so I'm coming home yesterday and I'm listening and I said, okay, my dad passed away when my daughter was two days old. It was unexpected. So I never got to grieve and say goodbye and all that, right? So I really have formed a very close relationship with him through songs that remind me that I say, you know, like there's always a song that comes on or, but yesterday, so I said, okay, dad, show me a sign. So I'm getting off, I know you know the town, but I'm getting off La Jolla Village Drive. And I kept saying, dad, show me a sign. I get behind this car and it, we're, I'm from Seattle. And so, and he's, that's where he was living when he passed away. Okay. And it had the guy, the license plate was a Washington Husky, you know, from the, oh, he loved yeah. to go to the Husky game. <laughs> he drove a Lexus at one time and it said Bellevue and that was where he lived. And I go, oh my gosh, I took a picture and I go, there it is. And it was like within um, five minutes of me saying that, but I do, I love to do that because it just happened yesterday, but I do it all the time. But when you talk about signs and, you know, you talk about a spirit team and I started changing my letters after I listened to you because I used to write, dear dad, grandma, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, all my guardian angel. And then I hear you say, I just kind of made it simple and said, dear spirit team. And that's exactly why, because like half of my page yes, of my yeah. journal was so like, dear. So, <laughs> Right. So explain, let's go into that because I want to ex- explain we're all born with a guardian angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we like what I see team. is that we all come in with a, with a specific guardian angel, kind of a, I always see them more as like, like bright white light being kind of goes with us through everything. And then We also have, so that's kind of like your basic when you're like, angels help me, right? Like that's kind of, everybody has one. And then we have any loved ones who have passed away or even 
I like I bring through a lot of like grandparents or great grandparents who maybe died right before meeting, you mm-hmm. know, their grandchildren and who sign up to because they couldn't know them in life. Right. Like, I mean, even just like feeling into like your story, it's like I feel like your dad is probably on your kids' team, especially the one where where his passing was so close to their birth, you know, and uh-huh. and. Like, I feel like sometimes that actually connects souls and, and, you know, and then on yours as well. So our loved ones, you know, from the other side and then different like archangels, like, like I said, like I work with Archangel Michael a lot. He's like this warrior angel and kind of a protector and he's really helpful for empaths or sensitives and, you know, mediums and all of that. And then, you know, where there's like, Raphael, who's like a healing angel. There's like all the different archangels and they have different energies too. So like they might come through for people, like you might have like one more dominant voice on your spirit team for like six months or through a certain circumstance. And then maybe they shift who's the more dominant one Hmm. in the next circumstance that you're dealing with. And, um, you know, and then we have guides who are like, I kind of describe them as like a collective, like a higher consciousness collective, you know, whether you call that guides or God or source consciousness, you know, and and to me, they feel they don't like humanize necessarily, you know, or like personify themselves. They're more of just like the um, energy energy. Yeah. They never been in a human body. Yeah. Like they always show me like they've never incarnated. Like they just are part of that higher consciousness to guide us through, through our human experience. And then I also see these really amazing beings and it took me forever to talk about this because I was like, people are going to think I'm nuts. (laughs) 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 But I started like, gosh, probably like five years ago. So having these like large golden beings come through and and then these large, who I call the golden council of light. And then these large um, beings connected with the star system, Sirius, who like, to me, they almost look like water that holds this formation, like humans. And, and they kind of light up in different colors when they're communicating. And so these different, so I've been learning, like, we also have, have some people have like different, like light councils. The ones that I connect with, don't resonate with the term alien. I know a lot of people use that term, but <laughs> they right. always say like light councils, you know, or, or teams of guides, like of that source consciousness, or like right. if you hear people talk about the Lumerians or things like that. And so we have kind of all those different guides or like, and then figures like Mother Mary, Jesus, Kuan Yin, Isis, like all these from all different kinds of heritages and, and belief systems too. So we're really, we have a lot more support than I think our human mind is, is aware of. Right. And we all come with a purpose. Yep. And so we come with a purpose. And so our spirit team is like essentially this team of like, like this mix, this perfect blend of all these different guides and angels who like signed up to be a part of our team to help us stay on track to help us fulfill our purpose and learn our lessons and really fulfill like our, you know, divine plan. And so, you know, they're always there to kind of like back to where we started of like to nudge us to someone or, you know, help us 
meet somebody that whether we're supposed to help them or they're supposed to help us or however it goes and to put us in certain situations and places and, you know, or pull us out of certain situations and places. And so they're really like conspiring, you know, that saying like the universe is conspiring for your best good. It's like, I like see them like, no, but they're like literally conspiring for our best good, you know, and you need to ask. That's the thing that you always say, like people, that's the thing with like, because I have two daughters I was telling you about they're 13 and 16 in the teenage years. And yesterday I said, you got to ask, you've got to ask. And I wrote, it was a text and I said, I mean it. Like, I don't just mean, you got to ask, but I love that. So like Like, right. So I make asking a practice. And for me, in my personal journey, that started with my 12-step journey. Because in 12-step program, we, like, the third step is, like, thy will be done. And, like, really, like, inviting that divine will to come and intervene in your life. And so, for me, that was, like, how it started. And then my life completely transformed. Like I started doing these readings. I was able to like shift into doing this business full time, meeting all these amazing people. Like I'm going to be celebrating 10 years of recovery, you know, so it's like I'm healthy and doing much better. And and, um, so that kind of got me to this point of trust of like, and I think that that's where people get stuck. There's like this, and that's why this has to be daily because we go, okay, divine spirit team, please help me with this. Or whether it's a specific area of life where it's like, okay, please intervene on behalf of my best good today. And then something might come up and our human mind goes, I don't know, they're not working fast enough. I don't know how this is going. Let me take back control. Right. <laughs> and yep. so it's really a practice and a way of living of like, constantly giving them permission, constantly like surrendering, being open for the signs and then the action. So the action becomes not in trying to control or fix or even figure out, but action in following the signs, following our intuition and taking action steps based on that through whatever we are dealing with and trusting and so there's definitely this, this practice of daily asking for their guidance mm-hmm. and help, listening, <laughs> right. you know, and like a willingness to believe. And I see that a lot, like with clients. And it's not that you can't be skeptical. I encourage healthy skepticism, you know, for sure. Right. But what I see where people who get stuck is they'll be like, well, the signs aren't strong enough, <laughs> right? Like that's what a common thing that I hear, right? Like, well, how are the signs not strong? Enough? Like, how am I supposed to listen to just like 11, 11 or something, you know, for example. Yes. And, and what I work with them on, it's like, it's a choice to believe. And there has to be a willingness to, follow that guidance, even if without the guarantee that it's going to go the way we want it to go. Right. But what I find is when you really start to cultivate the courage to do that, then you start getting the results. And then you start seeing like, wow, this, this conversation went better than I could have ever imagined. Right. You know, this situation, this job loss, and 
this, you know, that now led me to this turned out better than I could have ever imagined or done myself. And that's when the trust just like grows and grows and grows. And it becomes easy to walk in that level of faith. Yes. Oh, I love that. You know, like I always, my two, one of my two favorite words is trust and surrender. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, at this stage of my life, and I, you can look back and just go, okay, I've always been provided for, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's a low period, you know, I've, it's always worked, mm-hmm. you know, you always know that you're, you're, you have a spirit team, you know, you just mm-hmm. trust and know, and you become that you become so connected there that every day living in the moment too, is something that I so believe, like that's when the magic I always say uncover your magic, but you know, that's when your magic comes. It's uncovered when you're in the moment and you are present. I wouldn't have noticed that license plate or the song that played the other day that meant reminded me of my dad. My dad's talking to me. I stop. I stare at our picture at our wedding, at my wedding with us. And I just look at him and it's in his eyes, you know, and I'm like, Dad, I know you're here listening. And to stop before I run out to get the girls from school. Like I have that moment. But when you are connected and you trust and you surrender to knowing that you are for your highest good. They are with you and they all, you know, you talk about free will a lot because mm-hmm. we all do have free will. And I always talk about like, you know, we can go down our little road. I say yellow brick road and, you know, we veer to the left, come back to the, you know, you could say I stopped drinking and then all of a sudden back to, then I had to go there, get those lessons. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. Talk about that. And it's funny because like in my life, whether with addiction, you know, or even with, with any kind of way that control that, that fear and insecurity and control kind of festers for me, right? Like I notice, I call them like these rock bottom moments, you know, and, and I've been lucky that I, for me, I take the hint of the rock bottom at a higher bottom. So yes, got it. You know, that's. I'm very blessed in that way that I, but again, that kind of comes back to being present and being aware no matter what's going on, because I've had so many moments where like, like the last time when I quit drinking, it was like, I heard this, I was laying on a bathroom floor and I heard this voice, you know, it was like God talking to me. Like, are you done yet? Hmm. No judgment. Just like, are you done yet? And I hear that same kind of voice and, and tonality of just like this, this patience, but also some assertiveness of like, okay, well, you know, this isn't good for you, but you're going to do what you want to do. <laughs> like, right. You know, it's like, are you done yet? Are you done trying to control? Are you done trying to force this thing? Are you done fighting against the flow of, of your path, you know, of your destiny, if you want to use that word. And so we always have the choice to take back control and do what we want to do. Or like people really talk about like manifesting now. And and I know my guides don't really love the term manifesting Mm -hmm. because it implies that we're just creating the thing all on our own. And they prefer the word like (laughs) co-creating. Yeah. Collaborating, you know? Right. So when we use our free will, when we can like sync that, so it's not a passive, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to sit over here and let them do everything for me. It's like, I get to sync my free will with that divine will, which happens through meditation, through that connection when I can feel that soul's calling of like, I need to connect with this person. 
you know, mm-hmm. or that soul's calling of like, okay, I have this vision of this relationship or this house or this business, or whatever it is like that. And I can feel that it's in the divine plan. So now I can funnel my energy in that direction. I can right. like funnel my free will in that direction without trying to force or control it. And that's when we're the most powerful yes, is when we're totally. just in sync. And so when we, so we can use our free will to do whatever we want and go the opposite direction. But what I find is that it feels very limiting or like Mm -hmm. we feel like then life is a struggle, you know, or like one of my clients is always like, am I pushing the boulder up the hill again? Yeah, exactly. But that's what I feel like when I, I'm all into, I have an inspired thought. I write it down. Now it's like, okay, that was this inspired thought. Now, how does it feel? Is it feeling easy? Does it, do you see the signs that are coming? Do you feel like it keeps going? Are you meeting people? Are they talking about it? And then if I don't, I can see it kind of dissipates in my energy. Mm -hmm. Like then I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't, maybe that doesn't feel right. But I've been really good about like, if there's an inspiration, I feel, you know, it's coming from my spirit Mm -hmm. team and I just go with it. And I'm like, I don't know where this came from, but I just go with it. And I can, I feel that. Yeah. And like, we get to ask too, of like, like, so when you get an inspired thought, you know, or an idea or something, and it's like, or a vision, you know, whatever, however it comes through, like we get to ask, okay, is this really from you? And then we can get a sign. Right. You know, and then, and then you also get to ask again, like there's no bugging them, right? Like they love to communicate with us. So it's always okay to ask, like, especially if there's any self-doubt of like, okay, I think this was a sign from you, you know, like with your dad, you could be like, okay, I think this license plate, I'm pretty sure this was a sign for you, but like, can you send me another sign just to confirm? And then like, maybe a song comes on, right? Like where you're like, oh my gosh, like this is right. And then maybe you see numbers later. Like, so we can get to the point where there's so many signs and then we just feel them because signs can kind of evolve into this connection where we start to like feel our loved ones and feel our spirit team and like get that kind of inner knowing communication with them where then we don't even need all the external signs so much, you know, we can just follow that and just be in that flow, you know, of working with them, so to speak, or like they always show the example, like they're like our drone in the sky, you know, like guiding Mm -hmm. our path, like while we're, you know, walking walking our path and guiding us to the easiest, prettiest, best way that we'll enjoy. Right. When you look at, when you have a session with somebody, are you seeing the, their loved ones with your eyes? Are you feeling them? Or no, they come into your body. That's what it is, right? They come in. Yeah. So for me, like when I'm bringing somebody through, it's like, it's so interesting. (laughs) Every time I explain it, like this probably sounds so odd, (laughs) but it's like they step into my field. It's almost like they overlap with me. It's like the best way that I can describe it. So it's like, I feel their energy, like in my field though, to the point of when I look down, like if they're taking me through their passing, let's say like, I'll look down and my arm will be like their arm. Hmm. And then I'll feel you know, like if it's a heart attack or, so they don't always tell me like, oh, I died of this. It's more of like, I walk through, like what I was bringing somebody through the other day and it was like, 
of like, oh, there's something with my kidneys and my organs and then, and then my chest. And it was like the exact symptoms of when they transitioned. Hmm. And so I'll feel, and then they'll make me feel their personality and their energy. And so that's like the really fun part. Cause I feel like that's when people feel like they're talking to them because it's like, right. they'll guide me. Like I'll say things and I'm like, I don't even use that word, <laughs> like, oh, funny. you know, or like, and it's just kind of funny. It, it's like, they're always so fun. And that's, I think too, like just something that's so healing. And, and that I try to share a lot is like how, even if they pass traumatically or if there was something heaviness around the time of their death, like on the other side, like they always come through in such an uplifting and they like joke about things. Like they have way better sense of humor than we do here. (laughs) Right. But you talk about the babies and how you brought babies in even before you, they were infertility or whatever. That I'll usually see like before they come through, like I'll see, like, let's say, let's say like doing a session for you. Like I'll see like the energy of a baby, like in your field if they're there or mm-hmm. like sometimes I've seen where the babies, they're not in the field anymore, like yet, but they're like in the ethers they're like right outside. So then I'm like, okay, maybe it's a few years until they okay. come in. But like when they're in somebody's field, like that to me represents that like they're trying to find a way through ASAP. So I always tell, I'm like, if you do not want to conceive right now, like just take precautions no funny. <laughs> because they're right there just waiting for an end. Like, <laughs> and then they'll step into my field and kind of show me characteristics of their personality, which is always so fun. And like part of why they chose their parents to, you know, or choosing their parents are excited to come into that family and like what like ways that their mom and dad like can help support them, you know, during their path and kind of what their lessons are and like what their essence is going to be and any mm-hmm. like relationships with siblings. And so that's always really fun to see like what parts of it are pre-planned and then what evolves out of our experiences or how our experiences kind of like co- collaborate with our, with our destiny, with our soul's plan. So I know we, you believe that the children pick the parents. Mm-hmm. And my question for you is, okay, so my dad passed away 16 years ago, 16 and a half years ago. And he's one of my guides or he's with me. Mm-hmm. He's my spirit team. Can Is he reincarnated in another body already? And his soul is still, his spirit is still here with me. And he could be alive. <laughs> I could be walking next to him at the grocery store. <laughs> So the work? way that I see it, and I and I feel like there are many different opinions about this. So I, I do like to say it because I've heard, and a lot of people ask this, but the, so all I speak to is just what I've seen, what they've shown. Right. Me. That's Good. all I know. So I will see that we have this core soul family. And so like with your dad, like so that he came in to your lineage to fulfill his lessons, his purposes, all that. You were born, like you guys had your soul contract together and then your kids. And at some point, the core soul family will all be back together on the other side. And so the way that they show me is that like, he won't fully incarnate 
into the human realm, like he can travel the higher realms, you know, and like kind of be around all those guides and all of that, like, and still be fully on your team, but like where their energy doesn't fragment off. Right. Like, so it's like, he stays fully in his soul until the whole soul family is on the other side. And then we all get together and it's like, okay, do we want to come again? Who wants to come again? Does anybody want to not skip a lifetime and stay here as a guide or angel? Like who wants to learn what, like maybe you get to be the kid this time and I'll be your parent or we'll be siblings or, and then we kind of renegotiate and come up with new soul contracts. And then we all incarnate again. Got it. And you, you look together. so time. Okay. So that, but there's no time, right? Yeah. Like Explain it's like your... over, over there. It's like, they don't really comprehend time like we do here. So it's like, your dad doesn't feel like, okay, I'm waiting for, you know, right. a <laughs> hundred years or whatever people. it is <laughs> right? <laughs> for them to get all, you know, it's, it's there. It's more like we're home. And we're just home and then they can see all of us and like be everywhere at once. Like they always show me like, like from movies or something, or when you're in like a security room and you see all the TVs, monitors, you know, from all the cameras, it's like they can watch over us all at the same time, kind of like that. And then zip and be there so fast that like, they don't have that time constraint or space constraint. And so for them, it doesn't seem like a long time to wait to incarnate. And I feel like they enjoy, like we all enjoy it so much over there. Like there's no, like this sounds bad, but it's like, there's no huge rush to come be human. Again. Right. <laughs> so right. Like, like, like right I don't want to go back there. Right. <laughs> it's like, let's enjoy our break. <laughs> right, right. Oh, funny. When you see me, like I'm talking about me now, yeah. when you see me, do you like right away when we get on a Zoom call, do you see, do you have to close off so you don't see the spirit guides or do you see that, oh, wow, she has a lot of spirit guides. Oh, I just see maybe Archangel Michael or what, how does that look? I try to do, and this is kind of funny because people do podcasts like differently, you know, but I always like, like I kind of come into it from a different perspective. Like, like I always ask that whatever comes through in the conversation, like being the highest and best good, I guess of the audience, right. Of whoever's listening to this versus like, if I was doing a reading for you, it would be all for you, you know? So that's where that's a little different. And so I kind of energetically am focused on bringing through messages for whoever's listening right? versus like the host in this instance. I will say like, like, yeah, like even like when I was like preparing and doing my little meditation, getting all ready for this, like I felt a male energy. I felt all of your angels. And like, even when you reached out and you invited me to come on here, there was no real thinking about it. I just like, because usually I like to like check people out, like see if it's aligned with my value, like really make sure. And when you reached out to me, it was just like, I just got like a, yes do like it just felt I was like okay (laughs) you know this is apparently meant to be and and we're meant to connect and so I felt like but yeah like getting on on the call with you like I I definitely felt like this like 
protective, loving, like male energy around you. I actually felt like Raphael, Archangel Raphael is really strong with you. So I was one, I was like, I wonder if she's like a healer, if she does like healing or maybe the podcast is your healing. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is healing to me. I've had um, someone on that said that to me, that you're a healer. So yeah, like you have healing hands and she saw Raphael, Shamuel and I don't know, but yeah, it was interesting. Let's go. We're almost done. But when you, to get to the Serena, to the Wayne Dyer girls, how did that work? So they found you. So Serena reached out to me, I want to say it was like right after her dad passed. And it was, I think what was so perfect about it was she asked me questions that weren't even to do with him. (laughs) And it was like other people in her family came through first and then he came through. And I always ask when it's somebody that's very well known and very like open about their life that they send messages through in a way that will validate for that person that are things that I couldn't have know, you know, which right. can be hard because I love Wayne Dyer. Like I had all right. books, like I know yeah, me too. all there is to publicly know about him. So mm-hmm. I was like, help me. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then, you know, those sessions worked out so well. She was like, my family needs to see you. Like everybody needs to see you. Like I just, she's like, are you working on a book? Like I want to write your foreword, like whatever it is. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. I mean, they're all just incredible. And, and bringing through Wayne Dyer, like he just always just like, he's so like overpowering, like, and, and I joke that he always, whenever any of them have a session, like he'll wake me up that morning, like clapping to get me out of bed and singing. And they joke that like, he used to wake them up like that. And like, and he just, yeah, he has like amazing, amazing energy. So that's what is he doing now on the other side? I've heard a few people tell me, but I want to know what you say. He shows me that he's helping people. Like he's still working. (laughs) I'm like, are you ever going to (laughs) retire? Oh, funny. (laughs) Because he shows me like working with people who are, you know, following his footsteps, so to speak, or like helping people with their books or their talks or their healing work, helping people that really like have followed his work, like people who are like his forever students. And so I feel like he's, he's like, and he always words it that like, he views it as like a promotion, like he got promoted and now he's over there and he gets to just help in a totally new way and be like a more of a guide figure on a whole bigger scale and like reach more of us than he even could. Right. He could, right. You his know, daughter, his one, right. Exactly. Yeah. His other, his one daughter passed away recently. Yeah. Have you had a re- done anything with that since then? I have not since then. I knew Summer and she is such a sweet, sensitive soul. So, but yeah, I think nobody has done a session since, okay. since that. So. I'm sure she's for, with him, but oh yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So before we close up and I tell everybody how to find you, because I know everybody listening will. So watch out and your four, four, yeah. fours, everything's four, four, four. What is yes. that? Before I go into my last question, what's four, four, four so significant to you? To me, it it's like an angel number. It's like, yeah, the angels are here. Oh, so. I'm all about that. So <laughs> 
just what is that's the like always like four, four, four. And then like, I use threes a lot too, which are kind of my, you know, the, I feel like it's like a goddess number. It's the Holy Trinity. I feel like that's like another kind of divine, you know, and then of course, 11. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was 11, 11 when I was watching a video of yours and I looked up, I go, oh, it's 11, 11. And I like, oh, it was 10, 10. I got the 10, 10, the 11, 11. And then when we were talking, it was 12, 12. And I go, okay, I'm on a roll. But that's our, I have groups of friends that we are this like two, 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 three, three, three. Yep. (laughs) Are my family. family Oh my gosh. We were yelling. My husband's in the office. Four, four, four (laughs) in the morning. Five, five, five. I know my (laughs) dad, the girls at school, like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like engineer medical world guy. And he texted me yesterday, four, four, four. (laughs) Oh, funny. Yeah. That's us for sure. Mm -hmm. Like 10 times. It's so funny. The girls will be at school and Paige cannot use her phone in high school. So she'll be sending me one, two, three, two, three, four. (laughs) It's so funny. I love the two, three, four too. I always feel like that's a good sign that I'm moving forward. Moving forward, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's me too. I always am like, there's two, I saw that yesterday. So I'm like, two, three, four, one, two, three. We're moving, like I always say ladders, you know, like we're moving Mm -hmm. forward. We're moving in the right direction, all that. What would be something that you would say, this is just something I would love to share and what would be really important to me, what's coming to you? So what they're sending through and kind of like what we were talking about, about the journaling and the, how we shortened it to spirit team, right? Cause it was like two and all the people and angels, they're saying like that they want to remind, you know, everyone listening that like they can read what we write and, and if we want them to, obviously they honor boundaries, but like the, we can like a good way to communicate with them is like write them letters And, you know, whether it's asking for something or just talking to them or telling them about our day and that it kind of works like twofold, like it gets it out of our body, whatever Mm -hmm. is going on and they can hear it. And then after we kind of dump it on paper to maybe sit for a minute, just quietly, whether it's formal meditation or just, just quiet time and invite them And so kind of touching on that permission too, of like inviting them to help you feel them in their presence because they don't want to scare you ever and they don't want to overstep. And so like we have to really invite them to give us signs too or to help us feel them and then kind of just sit and allow, you know, that to happen. So that was like their little invite to everyone as we wrap up and just to know like that they're with you and and all the signs like trust the signs you know like they're saying like it's it's almost like well what's the worst that can happen like they're not going to guide you to blow your life apart you know so it's like it's safe you and you can still use discernment on your signs right too right like you can do it in a way that's safe for you Yes. I was listening to one of your posts on Instagram about, you know, you miss your dad say for say, like, write him a letter, start writing like that was so, so that's healing anyway. But, but I do write my letters before my podcast, oh. thanking my dad, all, my spirit team to come through me, speak oh. for me or flow your words through me. You know, I always, yeah. I never start a podcast without doing that. Yeah. So I always feel like they're here and I feel like that Mm -hmm. this team is behind me, like flowing their words through Mm -hmm. me. And I, it's such a comfort and, you know, I love you so much and I sign my name and, you know, I just 
grateful for this podcast that you brought me and let me listen to this. You know, I listened to your voice in my head to go do this podcast and what it's brought me. It's like a gratitude letter too. like, amazing. yeah, it's like all amazing. I love doing that. I, I teach my girls to do that. So important. Yeah. I mean, I mean how amazing to be in high school, you know, middle school and high school, right? Yeah. Teenagers yeah. and have you sharing those tools. I mean, that's like, yeah. Like when people bring their kids to me, I'm like, oh my God, this is like the most exciting thing ever because I oh, think- Oh, me too. Like, I wish I would have had these tools when I was that age. So- Well, I te- yeah, I have a class. So the podcast class, or I started the podcast two and a half years ago in quarantine. I started a class called Raising Confidence because these kids were, moms and dads were like, Ashley, you need to help my kid. I'm like, I do? <laughs> okay. So I, cl- I have a class now for parents what? and then kids. And it's amazing. And I see these kids just, I see it in them. Like, oh, I just want you to see and have these tools and set your life on, on the right path when you have to leave your mom and dad, you know? And I feel, I see that now with my girls, like I've done this since they were in my belly, you know, I've done all the work and I've taught them. And now at 13 and 16, it's like, it's showing up. I see it in their values and the way they make choices. And I'm like the, every morning, their rituals and it's just a muscle. Now we don't, it's not a four, it's just all part of our life, yeah. but that's what I want this world to turn into. I want that to be yes. a constant in life and raising a family with all this. And I feel like, do you feel like the world is shifting in the education system? Like 2020 was a big oh. shift, right? Yeah. Where do you mm-hmm. see that going? So yeah, I could keep going. Keep, know, but can like, you answer that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, like I could talk to you forever, but yeah. And I, I think I did some Facebook posts on that. And some people, most people resonated. Some people were a little afraid, but um, <laughs> oh, about funny. in 2020, I was shown like this is oh. for everything that happened was to shift all of our foundations, our governments, schools, hospitals, like everything to kind of like force it all to crumble so that we could rebuild and restructure. And I felt like school, I know people have been trying to kind of go back to normal. I don't feel like it's ever going to be normal. I feel like we're going to rebuild. And I I keep seeing there being like more homeschooling opportunities or group schooling or online. Like, I feel like there's just going to, it's going to expand. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, cause I feel like this generation is like highly, like super highly sensitive, highly in tune you know, kids and um, a higher vibration. Like yeah. And like the planet, I think we've all, the planet's frequency has gone up. And so that's where people can feel really on edge because it's like a faster pace, right? It's higher vibration, but it's also quicker. So we're kind of in this adjustment period, I think right now, where those of us who have these tools, like really need to be sharing them to help others and kind of lead in how do we operate at this higher frequency and kind of slow down to speed up and stay grounded and also, you know, make decisions from an intuitive place and from a higher place. And I feel like that's, what's going to ultimately heal the world. Yeah. I love it. Okay. I I really have to stop Um, because I just, my head keeps going, can I ask her this? Can I ask her this? (laughs) Uh, We'll have to chat again sometime. (laughs) Oh, I, so your website is Sarah Renee. Sarah Renee Inc. Inc. Dot com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and then your Instagram has, is. And then Instagram is medium Sarah Renee. And then 
And you'll see on there, because there's some impersonators on Instagram. I never message people for readings, yeah, believe me. Ancestors <laughs> or offering readings or any of that. So right. <laughs> yeah, medium Sarah Renee. And then I believe my Facebook is Sarah Renee 1111. Okay. And if you look up Sarah Renee, you should find me. So yes. Oh, and, and do everybody go to, I mean, I get so much uh, from your, just your Instagram videos. Oh, and I think you. I love it because I know you're right there in Tory Pines and I'm looking yeah. at it going, gosh, it's so beautiful. That's where I live. Like I need to go videotape yeah. and talk about things. <laughs> so like, pretty. It's, I know I love it. It's like my little second office, but <laughs> my intention with Instagram is to build like a very loving spiritually connected like community versus just like me like selling stuff right right <laughs> you know and so you do so people know so I do meditations and yeah so you know nice. just go on there to just connect and share reading stories and try to be a good positive connected place and your div- divine immersion group how you do that every six months or once a year? Yes. So it's six months long. And so we just started this month. And so the next round will begin six months from now. And it's, yeah, it's lovely. It's, I closed it off at eight. So we have eight women and it's like a group call every month and then one, one, one-on-one call every month. And so they're doing some deep, deep healing work. It's so inspiring. Yeah, that really called me, by the way. So you yeah, probably see me in next, six months. Maybe next Yeah, time. I'll be one of the next group. <laughs> anyway, Yay. thank you. Thank you so much thank for coming. Thank now you the, so my much world for having me. Knows why mm-hmm. I love you so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're very amazing. You're magical. Oh, I can't wait to share your show with, with my world. I know oh. that they will love you too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.